Blog Talk Radio. You are now listening to CLNS Radio, your source for all things basketball. You cannot stop this guy. This guy is unbelievable right now, and with the way he's playing, he's played an outstanding brand of basketball. You're trying to tell me he's not the next best thing? What are you hearing? Man, all I know is this guy can fall, and if you can come out and play with him, you can play with anybody in the league. I want your opinion. Call into the show. Why don't you drive the rack? Seriously, why don't people drive the rack more often? Fed up with this cookie-cutter brand of basketball, not go out and hand check. What are you comparing? The guy's got grit. The guy's got moxie, and the guy's got heart. What more do you want? Broadcast through Blog Talk Radio and CLNS Radio. They gonna me for my ambition. Welcome to the Hooper's Log. Here's your host, Simo Buck. They gonna me for my ambition. Welcome on into episode 16, your Monday, Monday, Monday edition. Yes, we are 16 episodes into our daily edition of the Hooper's Log here on CLNS Radio in the FanDuel Studios. The guest phone line, if you'd like to call in, is 323-642-1558 is the number. And if you'd like to call in and win a free NBA 2K16, feel free to do so. Again, the phone number is 323 642 one five five eight. Where do we start? Where do we start? There are so many things to get into in the NBA today. Obviously, it's Thanksgiving week. We will only have a three-show week this week. We're going to have episode 16 today, episode 17 tomorrow, and then we'll get into episode 18 on Wednesday, and then we will take a four-day weekend. Yes, a four-day weekend. We will get that going for you. We're going to recap the weekend for you real quick, and then we'll get into some other topics throughout the NBA week. Obviously, some college basketball happened this weekend, some crazy upsets, and obviously, as you've noticed, if you're a diehard basketball fan, the brand new spanking, brand spanking out the oven, brand new out the oven, turkey on the dinner table, Ben's basketball rankings for week three of the college basketball world. Andrew Norris is on the line with me today. Andrew, what's up, man? Hey, man, how are you? Dude. You sound like death, and uh, I, I really don't want to hear you die on the radio, but it sounds like you're not feeling so well. What's going on with you, man? No, I, I, uh, I'm I actually finally getting to do the do the show comfortably, not sitting in the front seat of my truck. I'm, I'm sick as a dog, had to leave work today, but, but of course, uh, you know, I'll push through it for the show. Well, welcome. Well, welcome to the good life. Uh, as you know, I do it here in the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> it's all right. Where it, uh, yeah, it rains frequently, and if the, and if the show cuts out from time to time, uh, we will. It, it's happened before. Uh, we will have one of us jump on, and we'll just keep going for you. It happened last time. It's getting cold here. It's getting cold in Detroit too. I bet Andrew, huh? Oh yeah, it snowed like a foot yesterday. Like I said, I'm in the truck, and it was awesome because last winter I was in a tiny little car. So when I hop in my truck, that snows like nothing now. <laughs> How do the how do the, the cell towers work out there? Do they do they freeze up your phone lines or do they just work magically like they're supposed to? Oh no, mine are fine. I've never had any trouble with the the freezing, the snow, none of that. No phone lines. Uh, so you guys must have, you guys pretty... must have like cell towers that are like absolutely beautiful. Because up here, when it starts freezing, people freak out and the cell towers turn off and no one has reception. So hopefully that doesn't happen here this year. You ready to get this going, Andrew? Let's do it, man. Let's do it. Let's all right, all right, all right. We're going to learn today. 
Obviously, as you heard, the NCAA men's basketball rankings came out. We'll get into those shortly. But first, let's recap what happened over the weekend in the NBA. We're just, just, we'll just fly through some of these. Obviously, we'll give you our whiteboard with performances. There were nine of them this weekend, nine. And then one solid honorable mention that we'll get into. But let's get into these games real quick. The Hornets beat the 76ers. Again, the 76ers are now 0-13 on the season, at least as of Friday. They lost 113-88 to to the Charlotte Hornets. Again, Charlotte looks like a team that's just going to win one, lose one, win one, lose one, win two, lose two. They look like an average team, and that looks like what they're just going to do all year. Again, 113-88, to that's going to happen against a team like the 76ers. Celtics, they went 7-5 and five as of Friday. Seven and, they're 7-5 and five as of Friday. The Nets, 2-11. and 11. It's getting close to that time where you've got to start kind of start knocking down the Nets and see what they're truly made of. The Celtics get the W, 120-95. Again, the Celtics are starting to look like a team with a full head of steam. Obviously, here on CLNS Radio, they're looking good. When you have a winning record in the Eastern Conference, it starts to look good, and it starts to build your resume down the road. Again, Celtics get to win 120-95. Grizzlies, 96-84. First whiteboard worthy of the night and of the weekend. Marc Gasol, 16 points, excuse me, 16 points, 11 rebounds, and 11 assists. He had four steals as well. His first career triple-double. Good for him. Good for uh, Marcus Gasol. Obviously a storied career so far in his, in his young, young basketball career. 53 overall in the whiteboard with a performance scale, but obviously he'll get it done there. And as the Rockets, they beat – excuse me, the Grizzlies, they beat the Rockets, who now, as of this game, 5-8. and eight. James Harden, again, 22 points, 6 rebounds, 5 assists. Not, a too, not too shabby of a performance. But this Rockets team is struggling, and we'll get into them more lately, but obviously I just want to break down the games real quick. Grizzlies get the victory 96-84. Again, they're now 7-6 in the tough Western Conference. But Pistons get a win over the Minnesota Timberwolves. Big-time win for them, obviously, 96-86. Timberwolves are now kind of coming back to earth. They're 5-8. and eight. The Pistons 7-5. and five. Again, Andre Drummond, ho-hum, 21 points, 11 rebounds, and two steals. It's a bit below average, uh, which is funny to say because the 21-11 and 11 performance is outstanding in the NBA. The New Orleans Pelicans shocked the San Antonio Spurs. I was watching that one. I was shocked to see what I was seeing. But from time to time, you're going to see a team with Anthony Davis. Obviously, Anthony Davis didn't play too well. Ryan Anderson, 30 points, seven and seven rebounds. Uh, uh, Andrew's favorite to go to the Pistons, some, some ungodly reason. Uh, the, the, the New Orleans Pelicans, 104-90 over the San Antonio Spurs. LaMarcus Aldridge finally had a decent game, but not enough as the Spurs lose. And the Pelicans get their second win of the season. Knicks. Get a victory over the Thunder. Again, Russell Westbrook. And again, whiteboard-worthy performances are not built for strictly Russell Westbrook, but the guy just dominates on all levels every <laughs> single night. Clearly, he, I mean, the Knicks, the Knicks, 93-90 to over the Thunder. Obviously, the Knicks are playing outstanding basketball. Camelo at 25-5. and but, but Russell Westbrook, 34 points, 7 rebounds, 7 assists, and 4 steals. And, and, and oddly enough, you would think if they lose a game that Russell Westbrook's turnovers were high in this one. He only had like 3 turnovers, 4 turnovers. He, he was not turning the ball over. And a 7-4, to 7-3 to ratio is very good in the NBA, especially when you put up 34 points and you play pretty much the entire game. I'm telling you, he's, he, he's, just, he's just feeding to go to a better team. I'm not saying that the Thunder aren't a, aren't a good team. They're a good team. But clearly, the, the injury to Kevin Durant, and when this team doesn't have the, the, the bench prius that we think they should have, you're talking about a, a Thunder team that's just going to struggle because Russell, he can carry a team, but for an entire season, we, it's been proven that he can't do it. And he did it last year. He's an unbelievable player, as we know, but carrying them to the next level, he needs that, he needs that sidekick or he needs to be that sidekick, one of the two to get them over the hump, and it's been proven over and time and time again. He's still an unbelievable player in Russell Westbrook, and I love the guy 
And I know as Andrew and I do, we love that guy as well. Again, and quickly before we get to these rest of these games, and I'll let Andrew talk about the Friday games, uh, the Jazz, they couldn't quite get it done against the Mavericks. The Mavericks have looked like they've turned it on recently. Now 4-2 and two at home, 9-4 and four overall in the season. They beat the Jazz 102-93. to 93. Again, the Jazz are going to go through some growing pains this year, but they're going to make that step, and they are so far early on in the season. Again, Darren Williams, 23 points, 8 assists. Not a bad game at all by him. Um, but again, the Dallas Mavericks get the victory nine. They're now nine and four on the young season. The Suns, Brandon Knight. You talk about another guy who just went off on Friday. One fourteen one oh seven over the Denver Nuggets. Again, Denver looks like another team that's gonna go win one, lose one. Uh the Suns are now seven and five. They're gonna hover around that average mark too. But God, you talk about a guy in Brandon Knight. Thirty eight points, eleven rebounds, six assists, and two steals. Look, thirty eight and six is crazy by itself. You add on 11 rebounds. Here's the funny stat, people. They brought in Tyson Chandler from the offseason, and they brought him in to grab those rebounds. And look who's taking them away. Brandon Knight, shooting guard of all guys. A guy coming in, playing his rocker off. 63 on the white board with the performance scale, as Brandon Knight just absolutely went off in this one, giving the Suns a victory 114-107. to 107. Again, the Suns are looking outstanding. And quickly, quickly as we recap the rest of these games, uh, the Clippers, again, lose to the Trailblazers. They're now 6-6. Six and six. Trailblazers are 5-9. and nine. I mean, they've won their first game in two weeks in this one, and they finally get a win 102-91 to 91 over the Clippers. We'll talk about the Clippers on this show. You can guarantee that. That'll be coming up shortly. And the Bulls challenge the Warriors, obviously. We'll talk about the Warriors, too, as well on this show. 106-94, the Warriors get the victory. This was closer than it appeared. This game was much closer than the score indicated. This was one of the better games that the Bulls have played all season. And Jimmy Butler, the fourth wiper with the performance of the night on Friday, 28 points. Nine rebounds, five, uh, nine rebounds, seven assists, and three steals. Unbelievable performance by Jimmy Butler, and his defense on Steph Curry should, be, should not go unnoticed. He was outstanding on Steph Curry. Yes, Steph went off 27 points, five rebounds, and four assists. But 106-94 was the victory by the Warriors. Again, now 14-0 as of the Friday game. And then the Raptors getting the win over the Lakers, 102-91. Andrew, anything from Friday you want to talk about? Uh, like you said, the white forward-worthy performances, we should probably just rename them uh, the Russell Westbrook Award. I mean, it's <laughs> like, this guy comes out, I, I'm pretty sure he's averaging a white forward-worthy performance. Uh, it, he's probably averaging close to a star-worthy performance. And as as people who listen know, we've, I think we've only seen two the whole year of star-worthy. They're both on the yeah. same day. Um, you know, Pistons and Timberwolves, of course, i got to talk about it being the homer I am. Um Carl Anthony Towns impressed me. He really went toe-to-toe with Drummond. Drummond did a lot of his damage against the bench when Carl Anthony Towns was out. Carl Anthony Towns got into a little bit of foul trouble, uh, which really helped Drummond get those numbers. But in the first half, Carl Anthony Towns was outplaying him. He, he was really outplaying him. Uh, 76ers, it's, it's getting really sad to see. Uh, I believe the record to start a season for consecutive losses is like 18 or something like that. Um the the Rockets are in shambles five of five and eight as of Friday. I mean that that's a mess. But how about the Mavericks, man? The Mavericks have looked right. outstanding. Uh, Dirk looks young again. Just uh, Darren Williams is playing good ball. I'm pretty sure he's like forty forty from the free throw line this year. Some absurd like that. But uh, you know the uh, you know the I said the Rockets are in shambles. How about the Clippers six and six as of Friday? So it's not getting any better there. Um, you know, the Lakers fall to 2-10. and ten. At this point, they better start rooting for losses because if they don't have a top three pick, it's gone. Uh, so, 
you know, go this this Friday. You saw you didn't see any great teams take the floor except for the Spurs, who lost to the two and eleven Pelicans, um, and of course the Warriors. You saw a lot of a lot of bad teams on this day, including the three worst teams in the NBA. So when Friday was over, you were kind of like, "Whew, okay, let's get that out of the way." Exactly. Uh, we have a caller on the line. We will get to you shortly, caller. I can guarantee you give us about a couple more minutes on recapping some of these games, and then we will jump to you. We'll get to you as soon as possible. Again, if you'd like to call in and call into the show and talk, 323-642-1558. Guarantee you we will get to you in just a moment. Just want to recap some of these games real quick in the NBA again one more time. Uh, Saturday games real quickly, just recapping them real quick. DeMarcus Cousins went off. Hey, uh, Andrew, you ever been to In-N-Out Burger? Andrew, you there? Yeah, Andrew, I've never been there. there. I just I You've just read a tweet about it though. Oh well, In and Out Burger. There's this burger called the Double Double with cheese. Demarcus Cousins had a double double with cheese. Twenty nine points, twelve rebounds, six assists, three steals, and three blocks. Dude went off fifty nine on the whiteboard performance scale as the Sacramento Kings get the win over the Orlando Magic, now 5-9. and nine. They've won two in a row, I believe, now. 97-91 over the Orlando Magic. Again, Orlando is a young team getting better, but the Kings are definitely a team that they, they, you know, they definitely look like a team where, again, the, the, the Sacramento Kings are improving as we, as we speak. And DeMarcus Cousins, when he's on the floor, we're starting to see why he's an MVP presence on this team. The, the Indiana Pacers dominate the Milwaukee Bucks. 123 to 86. Uh, again, not need, don't need to go much into that one. George Hill went off, or excuse me, Paul George went off in that one as well. He had an outstanding game. Cleveland Cavaliers. We'll talk about this game later again, obviously, as LeBron James decided to take a seat uh, in his technical foul. But the Cleveland Cavaliers get the victory 109-97 over the Atlanta Hawks. Wizards and Pistons. We'll get into that one later as well, obviously. Wizards get the win 97-95. That was a great game. Obviously, Reggie Jackson outperformed uh, John Wall, which I know you're excited about, Andrew. Uh, the yeah. Miami Heat get the victory, 96-91. 76ers, 0-14. Oh, my heavens. That is one of the worst starts in NBA history, just like last season for the 76ers. And the Heat, they're hanging around the second spot in in the Eastern Conference. They're up there. I mean, it gives you kind of some chills on what the Eastern Conference is looking at, looking like this early portion of the season. Obviously, the, 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 uh, a team like the Chicago Bulls played the, Wizard, the Warriors uh, the other night, and that will, will drop them a little bit in the Eastern Conference. But the Heat, 8-4, they're, st- they're hanging around. Then both wa- the other two, uh, you could say one whiteboard-worthy performance. There were two on Saturday. Uh, James Harden, 24 points, 10 assists, 7 rebounds, 3 steals, and 2 blocks, a 56 on the whiteboard-worthy performance scale. The Knicks... Get the victory though, one hundred seven to one hundred two, and the Rockets again five and nine. We'll talk about them later on the show. But a honorable mention, and this needs to be on the honorable mention. And I might even make this a whiteboard worthy performance just because it's so close. Porzingis, he got a twenty-four points, fourteen rebounds, a couple assists, but seven blocks. That is a forty-nine. That is so close to whiteboard. That's whiteboard worthy. Yeah, it's got to be whiteboard worthy. I mean, come on now. The guy put up Hassan Whiteside type numbers, if I may say so myself. Uh, apparently, he's been talked about being the Dirk Nowitzki, the angry Dirk Nowitzki. That's what Porzingis has been talked about as being. I can kind of agree with that. The way the guy puts back dunks, he's up there with the victory over the Rockets. Big time win for Porzingis and the Knicks. Obviously, Carmelo with a good game again, getting, I think, 18, 20 points. He got the victory 
And then on Saturday, the Spurs bounced back 92-82 over the Memphis Grizzlies. They're now 10-3 and in second place in the Western Conference. The Grizzlies dropped to 7-7. and Andrew, anything from Saturday real quickly? I know we got a call on the line, and we'll get to him in just a second. Yep, let's just make it quick. How disappointing for the 76ers going into halftime up 15. You know, a chance to finally get that win, and they, they throw it away. Porzingis. Man, that that Dirk comparison is looking better and better every day, but add some athleticism to it. Dirk's always been close to the ground. Chris Dobbs can really move, and, you know, that's only going to improve. You know, NBA with these seven-footers, seven-foot-three guys can really improve your balance and your agility. Uh, so he's only got a – he has a ton of room to grow. Every year is going to be, you know, interesting to see how much he grows. Um, the Cavs, like you said, we're going to get into that later, but interesting to see them dominate the Hawks, even with only two out of their should-be-five starting lineup being healthy. Um, the Wizards beating the Pistons. Reggie Jackson outplayed John Wall, who, uh, again, was mad when, when Reggie Jackson got paid as much as him. Uh, it was really disappointing to watch this game. It was a very, very good game, but the Pistons just kind of blew it in the end. Uh, DeMarcus Cousins, now he's averaging like 27.7 points and 11.5 rebounds. This guy is the best center in the NBA right now, and nobody's even close, including Andre Drum, not in his league. Um, but, you know, other than that, you saw the Rockets fall to 5-9. and nine. It's getting serious now. now and Something's got to change. Something's got to change quick. And, again, we got a caller on the line. Caller, what's your name, man? How you doing? How's it going on? What's up? How's it going? I'm uh, Jake from uh, NBA Battles, NBA uh, News oh, Today. Oh, Jake from At King, NBA Battles, NBA News Today. What's up, man? How you doing? Good, man. How you doing? Dude, I'm doing good, man. Hey, we're going to recap Sunday real quick. If you want to jump on in and give your take uh, from last night's games, we're going to recap that real quick, and then we'll get to some questions. And if you got any questions, feel free. We're just going to go through it real quick. Obviously, I think there were six games on the docket last night. If I'm not mistaken, one, two, three, four, five, six games on the docket. We'll go through them real quick. Raptors get the win over okay. the L.A. Clippers, 91-80. And there weren't any major performances in this one, but, again, the Clippers struggling. DeAndre Jordan, 13 points, 15 rebounds, not too shabby. But, again, the Toronto Raptors, again, they're playing outstanding basketball. They're doing a good job. And Drake is, obviously, Drake is excited. Uh, when there's Raptors win, we always play that jingle. But uh, but uh, we got we got the hotline bling going. Obviously, we got Jake from at NBA King Battle, and uh, obviously the, the Raptors are playing well. But the the Clippers, can you explain, Jake, what you think about this Clippers team and what they've gone through the last couple of weeks? And obviously, we heard last night from the media perspective that there was some arguing in the background and that the media could hear it in the press conference. And Doc Rivers had to address it. What's going on with this team, and what do you see watching it as as you do? Uh, to tell you the truth, uh, the Clippers are my least favorite team in the NBA. I never <laughs> liked the Clippers. They've always been a second-round exit. They never did anything outstanding. They eliminated my favorite team, the Spurs, in the first round last year. That was really sucky. But, yeah, I think Oh, hey, we uh, got something in common. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think right now they're trying to figure out how they need to play. They didn't really lose anybody big last this offseason. They – um. They they gained actually Paul Pierce, Lance Stevenson, uh, Wesley Johnson. They they gained some people, but they're doing really bad. So, in my perspective, I think that the problem is is they have Lance Stevenson in the starting lineup. 
That's not a bad. Uh, Lance, that's not a bad take. Andrew, oh, what's up? Uh, Lance Stevenson. Uh, he had a good season in Indiana, but I've never seen him as an elite player. Ever since he had that terrible, terrible season last year in Charlotte, I just I haven't been able to respect him again. But um, well, he's he's I a think, he's a guy. He's a guy. Sorry, there's a really bad delay on Blog Talk Radio, so I should have warned you beforehand. But uh, but anyway, um, the one thing I want to say about Lance Stevenson before I let you keep talking is is the fact that he's just a spark plug. That's all he is. He's not a guy who's yeah. going to come in and, like you said, you know, perform well as in the starting lineup. He's never been that guy. He never was that guy in Indiana, as you said. He had some good seasons in Indiana, but he fit the perfect puzzle. And that was the reason why he did so well. Now he's in the starting lineup in the Clippers because they're trying to find ways to figure out how to win. You're right, though. He's not helping this team out. When you only score 11 points in the second quarter against the Toronto Raptors where you have two big men that are elite in DeAndre Jordan and Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin only had nine points last night. What is uh, That is a joke. Like, come on now. You've got to out, go out there and dominate your opponent if you're a guy like Blake Griffin. And all he's doing over these last couple of days has been dec- decreasing his MVP stature. Go on and keep talking. Well, personally, I think the starting lineup that would be the best for them is the one that they used last night. I don't know what happened with that because I really like that starting lineup because all they did – was they took away Matt Barnes, you know, they traded him away. And they added Paul Pierce, which in my opinion is a way better player than Matt Barnes. So I I don't really understand what's going on in Los Angeles right now. I, for them right now, I mean, personally, I love it. I love that they're not playing good. I cannot stand the Clippers. But um, they tried to put Jamal – in the starting lineup, I don't think they should do that. I think they should keep them on him as a six man because he's been a six man basically his whole career. I uh, and uh, Lance Stevenson, like you said, he's nothing but a spark plug. That was that is what he's always going to be. He's averaging barely five points per game, not even three rebounds a game, and not even two assists. I mean, and he started ten games this season. That's just pathetic to me. So yeah, it's really like bad. Like you said, they should ne- not give him more than. 20 minutes a game, honestly. Oh, absolutely. No, I 100% agree with you. Andrew, what's your take on this Clippers team over this past weekend? Yeah, it, it's it's been weird to watch. Being, you know, like I, I've been I've been hearing and what I've seen, uh, and it looks like actually Doc found out, has finally learned, okay, Lance Stevenson, he had a good year. Since then, he hasn't been anything. He, he hasn't been playing. I mean, he played five minutes last night in his last three games. I think he's played maybe 10 minutes combined. Um, what they're missing, and, and I know you said Paul Pierce better player than, than Matt Barnes, and as much as this pains me to say it because I cannot stand Matt Barnes, <laughs> Paul Pierce at this time, he's not going to play more than 20 minutes. And in those 20 minutes, he's going to play zero minutes of defense. And it's not effort. It's none of that. It's just he can't anymore. He he physically can't. If he's going to play 20 minutes, he's got to focus on one thing. That that three, that, that perfect fit was Matt Barnes because he didn't have to get his points. He didn't have to get his assists or rebounds, but he could go out there, he could play defense. When you needed him to make a shot, he could make the shot. When you needed him to get a rebound, he'd make the rebound. And when you needed him to make the pass, he'd make the pass. Um, so the loss of him is huge. Now, the person who I really think needs to be inserted into the starting lineup and play 30 to 35 minutes a game is Wesley Johnson. Wesley yeah. Johnson starting at the three, focusing p- 
purely on 3 and D. We hear it all over the NBA. We hear it every single day. 3 and D, 3 and D. That is what Wesley Johnson should be for this team. Wesley Johnson's a top-notch defender when he wants to. Um, now, and then moving Paul Pierce to the bench, have him come in, have him play the 20 minutes he's been playing. He can get his shot. He can, you know, he can get his points, and he can affect this game in other ways. Um, Wesley Johnson playing 18 minutes with this roster isn't good enough. Um, now, on a lot of rosters, sure, but with with this roster, with the way they are at the small forward position, he needs he needs more minutes than than 18 what he played last night. Um, well, here's the thing. Here's the thing, real quick. I just want to jump in real quick. Is that Paul Pierce these days is not the Paul Pierce of the Boston Celtics? Real quickly, let's go back into the. We'll go, I just want to say a, a score before we go back to the Clippers conversation. Celtics lose last night, one eleven to one hundred one over the Celtics. Uh, Celtics are now seven and six. Nets are three and eleven. Uh, Jarrett Jack again, twenty two four and four. Fantastic performance. Again, going back to the Clippers stuff, though, uh, here on CLNS as we as we talk here on the Hoopers Log about uh, the Clippers, really, uh, again losing ninety one eighty, and as you mentioned, you know Wesley Johnson and his abilities to play the way we we thought actually he was going to be in the starting lineup. We thought it was going to be Chris Paul, Wesley Johnson, uh, have a flip flop of a guy. Maybe Paul Pierce starts from time to time, but doesn't play the entire game. Comes off the bench. What Paul Pierce is today, and obviously DeAndre Jordan and Blake Griffin. But what Paul Pierce is today is not the Celtics player. We all know this. It's been three or four years since Paul Pierce has been a legitimate, I I would say, superstar in this league. But he's still a superstar. Problem is he's only a superstar late in ballgames. And you saw that last Mm -hmm. year in Washington. You saw a guy play like a – and he is. This is just what he is. He's the Mario Rivera of basketball. He's a guy – where he can come in and he can win ball games based on a couple of shots in the fourth quarter. He did it so many times last year, especially in the playoffs, and you saw multiple game winners from him in clutch situations. That's what this guy is going to provide for the, for the Clippers, but if you're not going to put yourself in winning situations, he almost becomes the half because he's really just kind of wasting time on the court, really, if there's not any winning situations. And when you're only 6-7 and seven in your first 13 ball games, that causes a problem, and that can cause some stirrup, as you've been hearing from this Clippers ball club. Anything else you guys want to say, Andrew? Andrew, you there? Sorry, my phone just keeps cutting out. Uh, no <laughs> the problem. Yelling, <laughs> the yelling that uh, – so maybe maybe I was wrong in the beginning. Maybe the phone lines do get messed up. <laughs> uh, you know, the reports of last night, the yelling that was coming out of the Clippers right. locker room has got it. It's either concerning or it's going to be a spark for this team because that, that looks like that's what this team needs. They're playing uninspired basketball, um, especially on this defensive end. And it, and with Doc Rivers as your head coach, that's not going to work out for, for as long no. as it has already is shocking, but I, I doubt it goes any longer. I, I think the Clippers run is coming pretty soon. I think it will. I think they'll bounce back. I think they'll be a better ball club than we anticipate, and I think it'll all work out. Speaking of breaking news, apparently Tyreek Evans is going to be back. He's going to be back on Wednesday at the earliest, I've heard, and that is unbelievable news considering the Pelicans have won two games in a row. Obviously, they beat the Spurs on Sunday, or excuse me, on Friday, and they beat the Suns last night in a dominating performance. The Anthony Davis that we all anticipate to see in the NBA here over the next, you know, generation. Uh, 32 points, 19 rebounds, uh, four blocks and two steals from Anthony Davis last night in a dominating performance over the Suns. Again, the Pelicans are are just 
injured and not the team we expect them to be, but they are starting to come around. And now they're 3-11. and Again, they have to dig their, dig their way out of the hole in the Western Conference. But if they can play like this, and then if Tyreek Evans is coming back, I wouldn't be shocked if this team got back to 500 by the time Christmas came back. Uh, I wanted to say something to you, Jake, about this team in, in, uh, in New Orleans. What is your take on okay. Anthony Davis and his talent and what he provides for this Pelicans team, considering they've been they, – I mean, he's really kind of had to ride the ship with this really below – you know, really below average team, to be honest, with the Pelicans. What do you think of Anthony Davis and his capabilities of keeping this team afloat as they've been struggling? Um, start of the season, Anthony Davis uh, ranked the second best player in the NBA. Everybody's been saying he's going to be the next big thing in the NBA after LeBron is done. You know, um, I have a lot of respect for Anthony Davis. Uh, he's a great player. He can play bully ball. He can block shots for you. He can do everything for you. He can even distribute the ball if you need to. Um, but that's the thing. Like you just said, if you have Ish Smith as your starting point guard, you have a bad thing. <laughs> Nothing against Ish Smith, yeah. but um, you know it just shows the lack of depth they have on their team. Like Drew Holiday, great point guard, amazing point guard. He just if he could stay healthy, if Tyreek Evans could stay healthy, this team is a playoff team in the West, I believe. Well, you know what the saddest thing is is you bring up you bring up uh, Drew you bring up Drew Holiday, and what's really sad about him is look. This guy is a is is at sea right now with his NBA career, and and what I mean by that is this guy was a dominant, and I mean people forget so quickly, but this guy was so dominant so in great. Philadelphia. I mean, you're talking about a guy when he was on Philadelphia, which was a, not a great squad, where he was averaging you know ten and twelve. I mean, he was averaging ten points, twelve assists easily a night. And, I mean, maybe not 12 assists, but he was averaging 10 assists tonight. And this was a bad Philadelphia team. And what's sad is, is and Andrew's mentioned this over time on the show, Philadelphia has let go of so many good players over the years. I mean, Michael Carter-Williams, Nikola Vucevic, uh, Andre, obviously getting rid of Andre Iguodala. Uh, obviously, he was late in his career, but he's still obviously a good fundamental player. And getting rid of him, and and now and then you get rid of Drew Holiday. If you would have just kept their bunch of players and found a way to build and and go through the rough years with those players, this team would be where the Minnesota Timberwolves. This team would be where the you know the the other teams that are getting better in the NBA are at the Utah Jazz. They would be there, but they just keep trying to get good quick, and that's not going to happen and work in this day and age of the NBA. It just doesn't work that way, and you have to take at least a year or two with development to get your team better and become a long-term success. Look at the Thunder. Look at the Spurs. Look at the, you know, look at the Lakers from years past. You've got to have long-term success to finally do something in the NBA or at least you know, long-term stability and growth to do anything. And finally, you know, when it comes to the Pelicans, they have that. Getting rid of their coach didn't help, but they have that, and they're starting to finally find their ways and since Tyreek Evans is coming back, that only helps. Let's move on real quick to the recaps, and then I'll get, you, get to some more questions and more stuff. Uh, Mavericks, they lose to the Thunder. Again, Russell Westbrook, one more time, 31 points, 11 assists, five rebounds, three, five steals. It's almost like people, people say Steph Curry is like a video game. Just just go watch Russell Westbrook for like five minutes. Oh, yeah. Tell me this guy does not look like a video game. I mean, come on, this guy is ridiculous. 31 points and 11 assists is 
that's laughable because it's almost becoming a regularity with this guy. And people are talking mm-hmm. about how he's not a quote unquote team player. I know he had seven I know he had seven turnovers last night. I know he wasn't the highest, you know, efficiency rating that he's had in his career. Obviously he's had times of that, but literally carrying his team without Kevin Durant. Again, they're now 8-6, and six, the Mavericks 9-5 and five, uh, after this one. Uh, Russell Westbrook, again, proving himself that he's a uh, – but the game of the night, game of the night obviously was on ESPN, Warriors and Nuggets, 118-105, to 105, the Warriors now. And Andrew and I have stated this over and over. The Warriors are a team that we don't necessarily like, but it's mainly because of the, the guy who's in charge, and that's Steph Curry. We really don't agree with his game from the standpoint of, look, how can you win ball games and expect to be successful shooting the ball from the outside all the time? You know, And, and they do play a great brand of team basketball. And when you start off the season 15-0, you got to give credit where credit's due. And this team is now 15-0, tied for the best start in NBA history. And tomorrow night, which we will preview on episode 17, probably the game that – will break a, a history book. And when you talk about start talking about getting into the conversation of talking about great teams, if the Warriors can, um, can mount some form of history tomorrow night, winning potentially their 20th game in a row going back to last season, they've already won 19 in a row going back to last season's regular season, and now 15 in a row at the beginning of the year. You're talking about potentially, and obviously it's way too early, but if this team can get on a – a, a role of maybe not winning a ton in a row, but Andrew brought it up. If they get to a point of where they start are still undefeated come Christmas, you're looking at a game. You're looking at a game where the you're looking at a game where the where the Warriors and 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 Cleveland Cavaliers could play off on Christmas Day, and you're looking at a potential of a Los Angeles Lakers record that could be broken by the Warriors when it comes to undefeated wins. What do you think of that one, and what do you think about this game uh, in a couple of days? What do you think of the Warriors, uh, Jake? I um, I really like this Warriors team. I, um, super dominant, obviously. Steph Curry is a superhuman. Um, Clay Thompson's not impressed with me this season. He's uh, not having a very good season. Uh, Draymond Green, obviously, playing very well. I think, you know, coming up on the um, Golden State schedule, they have the Lakers. The Suns, the Kings, Utah, um, Charlotte. Uh, those are all, in my opinion, for the Warriors' guaranteed wins. Um, after Charlotte, they play the Toronto Raptors, which uh, might sound a little biased because I like the Raptors, but I think the Raptors could give them a run for the money. But, yes, I think this is a uh, golden team. They could um, they could beat the record for the best start to a season. And, yes, like you said, they could be undefeated at Christmas. Um, it really all depends on if Steph can keep playing like he does and if Clay can start inserting himself more into the lineup, if Draymond can keep playing like he is. you know. Also, Harrison Barnes, very overlooked player. He's playing very amazing right now. Um, me and my buddy were talking about this last night. We uh, – the only team that right now that could put the Warriors in the loss column, I think, I mean, it might sound a little biased to the Spurs because I think they could put Kawhi Leonard on Steph Curry, limit him to about 20 points, and then that would be a win. I mean, do you agree with me on that? I mean, here's the thing with that, and, and you bring up a good point on the schedule, and we'll move on to this next game in a second after I say this. 
they don't play the Spurs until January. They don't play Cleveland until yeah. Christmas Day. They don't have a tough schedule. I mean, they have a tough schedule. Every game in the NBA is tough, especially on back-to-back nights. But, um, but when it comes to this team's success and when it comes to what we're going to see when they play effective and, and good brand basketball teams, I agree with you. I think a team like the Spurs could be the team that beats them. I think a team, I think a healthy Cleveland Cavalier team could come out and absolutely dominate this team right now. I mean, we people forget, and mo- I'm not talking about us people who are talking right now in the show. I'm talking about people who are getting uh, Steph Curry crazy. I call it Curry crazy right now yeah. because <laughs> this team is unbelievable right now. But let's be honest right now, and, and, and people keep trying to knock them on the – but it's true. They played a an unhealthy Memphis Grizzlies team coming into the playoffs. I mean, they played a team without Mike Conley for the first two games. That's going to help you. You play a Houston Rockets team that was gassed after coming back from the and, – and without Patrick Beverly uh, and playing a team, you know, in the Golden State Warriors who could shoot from the outside. Steph's not going to have a problem there. Then you go into the NBA Finals without Kyrie Irving. And uh, what do you, I mean, one game of Kyrie Irving and they went to overtime. If Kyrie Irving was healthy throughout that, that whole series, don't tell me the Cavs don't have an NBA Finals right now. I mean, because that would have oh, been the case. Yeah, yeah. And, Kevin, and Kevin Love was gone the entire time. So you're talking about mm-hmm. a scenario where they still have stuff to prove. Yes, they're an NBA champion, but they still have stuff to prove when it comes to overall yeah. success. And they don't have a major opponent. Yes, they beat the Bulls. Yes, they beat the Clippers. Yes, they've beaten some really good teams over the last couple of – but they haven't beaten championship-worthy opponents yet. I mean, I mean, and that's saying something considering we thought the Clippers, we thought the Rockets, we thought some of these other teams, maybe the Bulls would be in that category, but we're starting to see maybe they weren't. But the Spurs still are. The Cavaliers still are. I mean, obviously the Bulls were probably their biggest test, and obviously the Clippers on Thursday night. But you're, you're, you got to still face the teams that have done it. And the Spurs won a championship two years ago. I mean, uh, Miami with LeBron has been to the final. LeBron's been to five straight NBA finals. He hasn't played those guys yet. They haven't played those guys yet. And so if, if they start playing those guys, they'll start getting it. One more game on the NBA schedule, and then I want to ask – I want to have you – if you want to ask any questions, feel free, uh, Jake. But I wanted to get one okay. more game off the schedule. That was last night. Trailblazers get the win, 107-93. to and I know something that boils Andrew's brains, even though I know he doesn't dislike this guy as much anymore. Damian Lillard, 30 points, 13 assists, six rebounds, and two steals. He had performance of the night last night. Uh, Russell Westbrook-type performance from Damian Lillard last yeah. night as they get the victory over the Los Angeles Lakers, 107-93. to 93. And that's really your recap in the NBA. Jake, is there anything you want to ask us on the Hoopers log or anything you want to know in particular? Uh, I want to I want to ask y'all what y'all think of uh, Paul George this year coming back from a gruesome injury Ooh. and having one of the best seasons of his life. Andrew, you asked that. You answer that. All right. Um, now, weirdly enough, it seems like this injury has made Paul George a better player. Um, two, yeah. or a, a big weakness of Paul George's was um, his his ball handling, and then something that was definitely improving, but he could still work on was his outside jump. Now, when when you're when you can't run, you can't jump. The main thing you're gonna do is is dribble the basketball. Um, you can see that when you watch these games, his, his ball handling is is improved like crazy. Um, mm-hmm. Now, the outside jumper, obviously, when you're recuperating from leg injury, you can't you can't jump for your jump shot. But you can do your jump shot before you can drive to the rack, before you can get physical and do post moves. Um, so that those finesse plays like ball handling, jump shots, 
Um, the, the skill moves are things that Paul George has improved has improved upon a ton. Now, do I think he's going to keep maintain the pace of play he's been on so far this year? No, I do think he'll slow down. Um, bad habits always come back, especially in the first year after getting rid of him. So I think he will slow down at some point. But right now, this guy's a top ten MVP candidate, if not top five. So you got to take him I've... seriously, and you have to take the Pacers seriously. I mean, you're talking about a guy in Paul George where I have been high on this Pacers team coming into this season based on the fact that this guy coming back last year, he looked good. He didn't look like the player that we saw in 2014 or 2013-2014. But when he gets back to that level and becomes confident in his body again, because I don't care who you are, but if you, if you, break, if you shatter a shin – you're going to not be confident for a while. It's going to happen. Look at Derrick Rose. Look at some other players with knee problems. It's going to happen. <laughs> this guy, Paul George, has become more fundamental as a basketball player, as Andrew just stated. But wait till this guy starts to become confident in his body again, and we might see a guy who jumps into a top-five MVP candidacy. And I said this year he needs to be in that top-five MVP candidacy like he's been this first month of the year so far, because if he's not, this Pacers team's not going to gel the way they should. Trust me, once he does get back to that, they're going to be unbelievable. And I think right now he's still in the kind of preemie stages of where we want to see him. Fundamentally, he's outstanding. He's playing smart basketball right now. Like Andrew said, he's gotten better on that end. And that I think he's been what, what he's been focusing on while he's been hurt and rehabbing in the offseason. Jake, we've got to go to a break. Thank you so much again for calling in again. Jake, at King NBA Battles. He's on Twitter. Find him. Go like him. Go love him. Jake, thank you again for calling in. Oh, yeah. Jake. Absolutely. Thank you, sir. No problem. All right, cool. Well, we'll put you back on hold. We will go to a quick break. We'll be right back in just a moment. This was all I knew. Again, get into FanDuel today. If you want to jump into FanDuel, get in it, get going. 
Obviously, you have nine players, two shooting guards, two, two, two point guards, two, two small forwards, two power forwards, and a center. And you go through it, and you pick them daily. Yes, every single day. If you're already out of it in your fantasy league, and you're out, already out of it in the NBA world when it comes to your fantasy league, which would be sad because it's only a month in, then FanDuel is for you. You'll get it going. You can get it going now. You can get it started today. Uh, join FanDuel.com. And, again, we have our Celtics promo, Celtics, C-E-L, T-I-C-S, and you can get on and get and match up to $200 today. Go to FanDuel.com. FanDuel.com. F-A-N-D-U-E-L.com. Andrew, Rockets and Clippers, we got into them a little bit. What have you seen from this Rockets team? And you had them going to the NBA Finals, and I had them going far as well. What have you seen? What have you seen from this Rockets team? We've already hit upon the Clippers a little bit, but what have you seen from this Rockets team that's just been really tough to watch? Yeah, the the difference between this Rockets team and the Clippers team. I don't know if you saw the press conference that Doc Rivers had last night, but a reporter brought up chemistry issues, and Doc Rivers stuck his hand up and said, "Stop it! That's nonsense." And and when you watch this Clippers team play, you can tell okay, it's not chemistry issues; they're just playing bad basketball. With this Rocket team, it's a completely different feel. Every time up and down the court, these guys look incredibly frustrated with each other. Like, like get this guy off the court. Um, you know, James Harden's low shooting percentage. Of course, it's nice when he's getting to the free throw lines. And as I've said many times, a free throw is the best shot in basketball. But but when, when he's going to jack up lazy jump shots when there's 11 seconds left on the shot clock or – you know, take heat checks, th- heat check threes when he's shooting thirty or twenty five percent from three on the season. That's not going right. to work for a team. Um, and, and a team, and that, I think that's why the why Mikhail got fired. Uh, when when you see this as a coach, it ha- you have to stop it. Um, James Harden playing this way on the Clippers, no way, because Doc Rivers stops it. James Harden playing this way on the Spurs, no way. Uh, Greg, uh, Greg Popovich stops it. Um, now. Do I think these two teams will figure it out? I say for sure the Clippers will. When it comes to the Rockets, I do think they'll figure it out. I don't think they'll figure it out to the tune of being a second seed like they were last year. But I do still think this is a playoff team. I do still think this is a 50-win team. Um, but they just got to put the pieces together, get them to mesh. you got a lot of, you know, um, bad attitudes, people who have known for bad attitudes on this team. James Harden, kind of known as a – as a crybaby type, not really caring about anybody else attitude. Dwight Howard, although it's false, known as a crybaby. Um, Ty Lawson, obviously, the off-the-court issues. So it's a team that's going to have to mesh quickly if they want to make some serious noise in the Western Conference. Yeah, I agree. It's one of those things where, I mean, again, you, you, the team right now, is not looking like the team we all thought. Five and nine. Obviously, neither do the Clippers. They're six and seven. By the way, speaking of craziness, the Clippers are six and seven. They're a losing team. They're in the eighth spot in the Western Conference right now. The Knicks are eight and six. They are in the eighth spot in the Eastern Conference. Hello, we have a flip of perception here. We have the Eastern Conference with winning teams at the eighth spot, and we have losing teams in the Western Conference. In the A spot, I wouldn't expect that to stay the same. I think it's going to change, but I'd take a picture. I'd do it. Something you don't see very often these days in the NBA. Uh, but back, back to the point, the Houston Rock, 5-9, and nine, the Sacramento Kings and Minnesota Timberwolves are hovering around you. And if the Trailblazers have more wins than you, you're not doing something right, clearly. It's something that we have this it, – it's, 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 just, it's just something that 
is, is going to take some time for the Houston Rockets to adjust to. And the way these players play, it's going to be more difficult than not. And I hope that they get better than we think. Okay, so we have uh, some news from college basketball today. Obviously, the new top 10 AP poll is out. The Kentucky Wildcats, um, the, the Kentucky Wildcats are now ranked at number one. Well, I heard we have some breaking news. Breaking news, Andrew. What's up? Um, it looks like either tonight, probably tonight, possibly Wednesday night, Kevin Durant will be back playing in the Thunder uniform, back on the court, hopefully healthy. Um, so you know, this gives an instant boost to the Oklahoma City Thunder. Now it'll be it'll be curious to see, and I know it's been in the past, but Russell Westbrook's now the alpha dog, and and it's official, you know, at least in my mind that he should be the leader of this team. Maybe he doesn't get as many shots, but he should be the leader of this team. So that's going to be interesting to see in the next few days here. Well, I'm telling you, if if if, uh, if a guy and Kevin Durant can come back and, and really help generate that ability to get a guy like Russell Westbrook to play like the alpha dog, you're talking about a team that, that I mean, Kevin Durant's the missing piece because he can score. I mean, he's a top five, top three scorer in the NBA and when when he's healthy, it's 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 scary. And yeah, he's been, he's been in, battling injuries the last year, year plus now. And I hope the guy can finally put it back together and get this team going again. So that's some good news there for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, obviously, like I said, Tyreek Evans would might show up as early as Wednesday. Uh, he might show up back just this Thanksgiving weekend. Who knows? Either way, Tyreek Evans is coming back for the Pelicans, and that's going to be a huge addition as he's a guy who can give you some big-time minutes coming back. Again, going back to the AP poll in college basketball, Kentucky is now the number one seed uh, and number one team in the, NBA, in, in the NCAA basketball. Uh, Maryland, number two. Wow. And then Duke is at number six. Obviously, they lost uh, earlier this week. Um, I mean, uh, they lost to a team, I think it was Michigan State, correct, if I'm not correct? Who would they play? Good right. Lord. Kentucky? Yep. Or, Kentucky? No, no, right? Yeah, they lost. Kentucky. Yeah, they lost to Kentucky in that in that in that battle, right? I mean, it's really hard to tell early on in the season. And Kansas is still one and one, obviously super young in the season. They're ranked at number five. The one team that needs to be looked at, and they had two upsets because they weren't ranked yet. Miami of Florida. They're now ranked number fifteen in the land, five and zero in the ACC. As they had two upsets this weekend, they beat the Utah Utes, number sixteen at the time. Now they're not even ranked because Miami took them out. Miami beat them 90-66, to 66. domination, upset city by Miami. Then number one UNC, Wes Washpun. Yes, who's that? Guy from University of Northern Iowa. Yes, University of Northern Iowa, a team in the University of Northern Iowa. Uh, they beat UNC 71-67, to 67. big-time upset. And Wes Washburn had one of those Russell Westbrook-type dunks in this ballgame. I'm telling you, go check out the highlights right now. I have a picture of it on my Instagram. It was an insane, emphatic dunk by him when he got to the lane. It was crazy. And they beat them, UNC. UNC's now dropped to uh, number nine in the nation. Obviously, it's going to happen if you're going to lose to a team like you and I. A big-time win for them, and good luck to them as they move forward. Obviously, they're not ranked in the top ten but they definitely got some votes. Uh, they're, they got 23 votes in the AP rankings. Miami, again, another upset, number over 22, Butler. Again, knocking Butler out of the top 25. They were 22 at the time. Miami beat them 85-75. And then in a classic, the 2K classic, at Madison Square Garden, number five, Duke. They didn't lose, but they beat Georgetown in the 2K classic. 
86 to 84, almost an upset by Georgetown. Obviously, Georgetown getting some kind of votes in. They got four votes for the AP poll, but they're not in. Um, but Duke is ranked number six in the nation, as I mentioned. Andrew, anything from the college world that you want to talk about uh, from this weekend that you saw, if you saw any at all? Yeah, yeah. Duke, Duke is playing that typical beginning-of-the-year Duke ball where they're just not that great yet, but you know they're going to form into a great team. Now, they'll normally go undefeated in the beginning of the year, win the first few games, but they always they never really look truly, truly great. Um the only thing I really disagree with is I think Maryland's the number one team in the country. I think they would be yeah. lucky if they played today. Uh, Maryland's right. got more experience. I really I really like the LSU and the USA Today poll is ranked 17th. They're uh, 22nd yeah. in the AP top 25. But how about Ben Simmons, man? This guy has right. looked like LeBron, looked like Magic. I, I, don't, I don't even know who you want to compare him to. He, he's looked like Ben Simmons. Averaging 18.7 and 12.7 so far this year. Oh, yeah, and then five assists, two steals, a block, only one turnover, shooting 63% from the field. I mean, he has looked awesome. This this looks like a guy who, who's definitely going to be in the competition for, for player of the year, um, who could lead the team on the tournament run, and who uh, right now by far is the number one pick in the draft for me. Nobody's even close to him. Uh, just you know, I'm looking at Michigan. I'm looking at Ben Simmons' stats real quick before you talk about the Michigan Wolverines. Cause I know what you're going to go through, but Ben Simmons is. I'm telling you, I, I, I almost am starting to wonder if the Philadelphia 76ers are just salivating at the at the breath right now. Looking at his stat line: 18 points per game, 12 rebounds, five assists, two steals, a block. Come on, man. Like, that's ridiculous. And his shooting field goal percentage is 63%. This guy is a bona fide, ready-right-now NBA player. Now, will he dominate? No. But as a rookie, yes. He can play in the league right now. He's that good, and, and it's scary to look at his stat line and see what he can do against high-grade college competition, and he's still just lighting it up. Anyway, what were you saying? Um, yeah, and, and imagine this certain lineup of, uh, Jalil Okafor, Nerlens Noel, and Ben Simmons playing the three. You're long, you're tough, uh, you're physical except for Okafor, and you're going to get some rebounds for sure. So that that would be the perfect way to grow this team. Of course, that's another big guy in that lineup, but Sam Hinkie doesn't care. And then just real quick, yeah. as, I, as you guys know, I'm the biggest homer in the world, and I have trouble not talking about my hometown teams. It's disappointing to see Michigan get upset by Xavier. It is nice to see that Xavier is now a ranked team, so you know they're better than just an unranked team who beat them. Uh, so Michigan falls out of the top 25. Xavier moves up to 23. But other than that, you know, it was, it was a fun college basketball weekend, but, I mean, nothing like compared to what we'll see when conference play starts. I was going to say, they're going to get better. It's going to get better in college basketball. It's going to be much better than it was this past weekend. So just keep holding your holding your horses. If you're a college basketball fan, it's only going to get better shortly. LeBron James made some impact over the weekend. I don't have the highlight. I wish I did. I was trying to find it. But he decided to take a bench seat when the, when the Cavs were up 74-47 to 47 at one point in the Cavaliers-Atlanta Hawks game on Saturday. Andrew, what did you see from this? This was blown up Twitter. What was the, what was the, the outlook on this from everyone else's perspective? Um, and I don't know if this is biased for me, but it's not a big deal. Uh, I, I, right. It was blown up because it's LeBron. 
and the exact quote from him is, I blew a gasket, you know what I mean? And then after that, he said, I apologize <laughs> to my teammates for it. Um, yeah. They were up, what, 72 to 46 at the time? So who cares? Um, you, yeah. you could have done this like 26 times, and they still right. would have not, not even taken – the Hawks wouldn't even taken the lead if they made all their technical free throws. So it's right. not a big deal. Um, if you look at the play, it looks like something where – I think he thinks the Hawks are going to come down and call a timeout, mm-hmm. um, but they didn't. So, I mean, it, it's something that we're here talking about it. The national media is talking about it. Of course the LeBron haters are talking about it. But right. if you honestly care about this, then just stop watching basketball, stay out of my basketball world, because it's really not important. <laughs> yeah, it's not that big of a deal. I agree with you. That's what I was thinking, too. I was like, all right, you know, the guy probably thought they were going to call a timeout, like you mentioned, and he probably just assumed, and obviously he looked like an ass assuming. So that, that's going to happen from time to time, and it did. And so people are making a bigger deal out of it than it was. Um, we'll get to some other topics in a second, but let's preview these games before we get off the air on the live feed. We'll go into the we'll go into the 15 minute portion of the podcast afterwards. But let's break down these games for tonight. Kings at Hornets. I think the Kings are going to get the victory. The Charlotte's favored by four. Demarcus Cousins should annihilate the Hornets tonight, especially with the run the Kings are on. I'm going to just break go through my game. Seven games tonight in the NBA. Magic at Cavs. That should be a fun game to watch. Cleveland's favored by eight and a half. I think Magic will keep it close, but the Cavs will win. Knicks and Heat. This will be a game that I'm probably going to turn on. Oh, it's on NBA TV. I can't turn it on on my phone. Poop. Oh, well, uh, the Knicks will play the Heat, uh, <laughs> and that's going to be a good game. And watching Carmelo play – uh, and watching Porzingis play against Hassan Whiteside should be the matchup to watch in that one. Miami's favored by five. Actually, I'd take the Knicks in that one. I'd give them the victory. Pistons and Bucks. I know you'll be watching this one, Andrew. I'll probably tune into this one as well. Greg Monroe playing the Pistons for the first time this season. Should be a fun one to see Greg Monroe play against his former teammates and Andre Drummond. I think the Pistons will get the victory there. They're favored by two and a half. Take the points and run with it. 76ers in Minnesota. I think Minnesota's going to just fly all over the court on the 76ers now. There's one thing I think the 76ers can do, and that is matchup down low in the post against the Timberwolves. I think that's going to be the fun matchup to watch. Obviously, Jolo Okafor and Carl Anthony Towns should be a fun one to watch. Suns and Spurs, that should be a good one. I'll definitely tune into that one as well. The Spurs are favored by nine. Don't take that. They're not going to win by nine. They're going to win by probably five. And if not, Phoenix will play well because if Eric Bledsoe or a guy in Brandon Knight go off tonight, expect the Spurs to struggle because they've struggled with guard play all season long. Timberwolves, again, I think they'll beat the 76ers in that one, take the eight points and run. Thunder and Jazz, that's going to be a good one to watch. I want to have Tony Jones on the show again. Tony Jones on the show again so we can talk about this matchup. But the Thunder and Jazz should be a good one to watch as well. I think, the, I think the Jazz are favored by four. I would take them. I think they're going to win. I think Russell Westbrook's going to run into some problems tonight against some guys like Trey Burke. Andrew, what do you think from the games tonight? Uh, tonight, I think Utah, even if Kevin Durant comes back, I'm going to show you why they're going to be the first team to beat Golden State. They play them on the 30th. Watch out for that yeah. game because Utah will be the first team to beat Golden State. Now, I have to pick Golden State to lose against the Lakers. i got to pick them to lose because I've made a promise to myself that I will pick this team to lose every game until they finally do. So but the, the most realistic one is when they play Utah. Um, Phoenix got a chance to show if they're legit or not against the Spurs. Brandon Knight, he's been playing awesome. Now it'll be interesting to see when a great coach game plans against him, what can he really do. Uh, I think Philly gets off the schneid tonight against, against Minnesota. Minnesota's been playing really good, but Philly's got to get that win somewhere. 
Uh, 0 and 15 yeah. would just be really bad. I mean, it, it's it's as simple as it would just be really really bad. Um, you know, you can't watch New York and Miami, and I wish I could have a drop, an audio drop of you saying poop like that because that just had me cracking up. But that's going to be a fun game. Don't worry. I'll watch it, and I will definitely keep you updated. I'll make you jealous, but I'll keep you updated. Okay, um, all right. Detroit and Milwaukee, watch out for Andre Germany's 25 rebounds tonight against the soft Greg yeah. Monroe. And then uh, you know, Cleveland-Orlando. I, I might have my eyes on this one just as much as I have my eyes on Detroit versus Milwaukee just because, uh, you know, this, this Cleveland – or this Orlando team seems to really like playing – uh, top caliber teams, right? Yeah, it's gonna be a fun. It's gonna be a fun night in basketball against seven games in the NBA. We got one more topic I wanted to talk to you about, Andrew, and that is this Golden State Warriors team. We're in the podcast now on Blog Talk Radio, so we got about ten fifteen minutes, and then I have one more question before we go. But the one thing I wanted to talk about was this Warrior team. They're now fifteen and zero in the NBA. The greatest start, tied for the greatest start in NBA history and definitely tied for the greatest start after a defending champion in NBA history. Um, I, I'm looking at their schedule and they play the Lakers on Tuesday. I think they're going to break the record on Tuesday. They're on TNT. I will definitely tune into that one and watch. Um, they played the Lakers. Uh, they played the Denver Nuggets last night, obviously in that one. Um, they dominated 118 to 105. Each of their games have been outscored by a lot. I mean, they played the Lakers, the Suns, at the Suns on Friday. That's a tough one, whether people like it or not. Uh, Sacramento on Saturday. I think DeMarcus Cousins after the back-to-back is going to have something to say about that. I wouldn't be shocked if they lose to Sacramento. But like you said, then they play Utah on the 30th of November. This this upcoming schedule after the Los Angeles game, the Lakers game, I think they're going to win the Lakers game. They're going to break the record. But against the Suns, back-to-back on the Sacramento, and then Monday uh, afternoon night, in Utah, you're looking Third at a schedule 40. where I it's yeah it, it's they're going to get tired eventually. Obviously, I think Phoenix they have a chance because they have Wednesday, Thursday, and then they play Friday night. I mean that's two and a half days off right there after the Laker game. I think they'll beat Phoenix and go to six seventeen and zero. But Sacramento back to back. I don't care who you are. I know they're going to be playing in Golden State, so they have definitely have a chance to win. But that's a back to back game after. You can expect Phoenix's guards to run Clay Thompson and Steph Curry at the building. I don't think they're going to outperform those two, but the way those two guys have been playing and Eric Bledsoe and, and Brandon Knight, I mean, I think it was a couple nights ago they both combined for 60 points. They've been doing that recently on the regular. And Clay Thompson's been struggling a lot lately offensively. Fortunately, his team's gone 15-0, and so that helps out a lot in the fact that people are, are not talking about him, but he is not playing well offensively. And Brandon Knight and Eric Bledsoe are two just – they're groundhogs, man. They just they just go at it and they just they just annihilate you. That's just what they do. Um, and Steph Curry obviously is a guy who can shoot from the outside with anybody, obviously as we know. Um, but outside of that, that's going to wear them down. And then they're going to go play Sacramento on the next day, and it's going to be like, look, Rajon Rondo, Darren Collison, two guards that are tough to play. When they, when they're motivated, they're scary. And I think they'll be motivated. If you're not motivated to play the Golden State Warriors, what are you doing in the NBA right now? Because this is the team to play. And obviously a guy in DeMarcus Cousins, I think he's fed up with just hearing anything. And I think he's going to come in and just have a 30-15, and double-double with cheese, Monterey, sourdough bread, you name it. He's going to dominate in that one. And then you have, like you said, the Utah Jazz, where, like you said, third, 
in four days, that I think is going to be the backbreaker. And if they go undefeated in these next four games altogether, I don't, I don't know, Andrew. Charlotte, they, they can beat Charlotte. They go on a very long road trip, by the way, after they play Seven Sacramento. Games. Utah, Utah, Charlotte, Toronto, Brooklyn, Indiana, Boston, Milwaukee. And then they have a long home trip, which if they – and this is the thing. If they go undefeated all the way through that road trip, which won't happen, it can't. It can't happen. They play Toronto and Brooklyn back-to-back. I don't care who you are. You play DeMar DeRozan one night, and then you play Brooke Lopez. That's tough. Then you play Indiana, who's an overall solid basketball squad, and by the time they play them, it'll be, it'll be December 8th. Boston, overall very good team. Overall, not individual players, but as a system, very good. Milwaukee's lengthy. They're difficult to play. You put Giannis Antetokounmpo on Steph, Steph probably won't even make a basket from the outside. It's, it's going to be one of those things where if this team can find a way to win these games and go undefeated, like, you know, I talked with uh, Jake on the show, you're talking about a team that, like, like you said, they get to Christmas Day undefeated. We're looking at a potential 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 32 wins in the last in a row. They could be 28-0 heading against Cleveland in Golden State. And Cleveland potentially could have Kyrie Irving, Amon Shumpert, their full squad back. And Golden State could go for a record 33 games in a row. It could happen. What do you think about that, Andrew? Yeah, you know, (laughs) one, one side of me wants them to wants them to lose and just keep losing. The other side of me really wants them to get to that Christmas Day game and, you know, have the record right there and then LeBron go for 50. Like, there would be nothing more satisfying than LeBron coming out, you know, locking up Steph Curry, locking up Draymond Green, doing whoever he needs to guard, and then going for 50 points because he's sick and tired of hearing about this team. He's sick and tired that he lost to them. I mean, th- that would be awesome. But at the same time, I don't want to hear about this Golden State winning streak for a month. I mean, a month? that's a month away. <laughs> I don't want to hear yeah. about it for a month. I'm sick of it already. I've been sick of it since they were like 3-0. and I mean, like, this team's great. This team's going to be an all-time great team. This team, I mean, realistically, they might challenge the 72 win. I mean, if you look at the second half of their season, there's a lot more losable games. But, I mean, they're already – we're already 15 games in. We're almost a quarter of yeah. the way into the season. Yep. Um, yeah. But I don't think they make it past Utah in a third out of four. Then they got Indiana in a third out of four. Those are both on the road. But there is no dominant teams on their schedule until Cleveland. Not one. Right. I mean, they've only played, I believe, three teams over 500 so far this year, so they have been doing what they're supposed to do. But, I mean, they they got a cupcake schedule until they see Cleveland on Christmas. So, this is going to be something to watch. But as we've seen, they got taken to OT by Brooklyn. They almost got beat by Toronto, Los Angeles, Chicago, and Denver in back-to-back-to-back-to-back-to-back games. So, we know now this team isn't unbeatable. This team isn't, you know, in in God mode anymore like they were at the beginning of the season. This is, I mean, they, they they beat the Memphis Grizzlies team by 50 points since then. I mean, they've they've won by a lot, but it hasn't been 50-point margins. 
Um, yeah. You know, th- this is a this is an all-time team, but it, it it can be beat. I don't want people. To, it can be beat by LA tonight. It's the NBA, people. I mean, we saw them almost get beat yeah. by Brooklyn. So let's not act like this. It's impossible for them to lose to LA. Sure, if I if you put a hundred bucks on it, you might win a thousand if you pick LA. I mean, it is the NBA. So, but let's yeah, let's slow down. Let's take a deep breath. Let's you know either root for them to lose every game like I'm going to be doing, and I'm a hater. Okay, I'm a hater. Take it. You know, I don't. I'm I'm free to admit that I am a hater. I do not like this team. Or you can root for them to get you know. Go eighty two and zero. I'm I don't I'm still deciding if I want to root for, you know, a loss tonight or a loss on the twenty fifth. But it, I mean, e- even with as much as I don't like them, they are, they are a damn good team. And one thing before we go, one thing before we go, this Cleveland the, the the players of the week have been determined. I got one right. I was gonna say it before we left, but they they put them out already. LeBron James wins Eastern Conference Player of the Week. I thought he was going to get it last week. I thought he was going to get it this week with the way he's performing. He got it this week. And you talk about a guy who's getting robbed constantly in the Player of the Week discussion. Russell Westbrook got denied again. Steph Curry was named Player of the Week this week. Come on, man. We got Players of the Month coming out next week, and you're going to give out Players of the Week for Steph Curry now? The guy has not been playing 19 points last night. Yeah, 19 points. Come on, man. What did Russell Westbrook do last night? 31 and 11? Damian Lillard had a better night. 30 points and 13 assists. You got to be kidding me. I mean, and Anthony Davis had 32 and 19 last night. Russell Westbrook's averaged 30-plus points the last four games. What are you doing? Why are you putting Steph Curry out there? It's all the it's all the media love. It's all the media, you know, just rubbing up on Steph Curry, being happy, you know, buying into the feed. You know, And I get it. And I get it. He's their team's fifteen and zero. There's nothing you can say. But at the same time, come on, man, you got to give it to Russell Westbrook in this case. But either way, LeBron James, Steph Curry, your players of the week. We'll talk about those tomorrow. Andrew, is there anything else you want to say? We got about a minute left in the show. You know, thank you guys for listening so much. Unfortunately, we still have two K here. Um, <laughs> but you know, as I say every single time, peace. All right, everybody. Enjoy your basketball tonight. It's going to be a fun one. Obviously, we had a long show today. We will be on the podcast. This show will be on the podcast on CLNS for tonight. It'll be fun. I'll get it up. I'll get it up as soon as possible, maybe sometime later on tonight. should be a good one. Enjoy your basketball. Seven games tonight. Enjoy it. Watch them. It's going to be fun. Have a good one. Thank you, everybody. Thank you again for listening to CLNS Radio here in the FanDuel Studios. My name is Simo Buckets. I'll listen to you again sometime again. Thank you, everybody.